Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Let's go. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to No Crunches Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. And as always, we are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media and my new shape, my, my new frames. <laughs> oh, they're looking nice. They're looking thank nice. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's always my, uh, people with glasses get to try on like a new face, you know, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> a little right? bit. Oh, come on. <laughs> As always, we're again we're presented by Valley of Sports and Association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of your hosts. My broadcast partner was uh, was spotted on Sunday trying to slide down the poles in Philadelphia. Trying to slide up the poles in Philadelphia. The one, the only, Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing today? <laughs> uh, that was me. I'm doing all right, but I'm still still recovering. Still recovering. It, it was uh, it was a bruise to both my body and my ego. No, <laughs> the poll won. Um, Always, does. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready to rumble. We have. Uh, I have some thoughts on some things, as I'm as I know you will. Um, and it's a big, it's a big day because the Super Bowl's set. We now know who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, uh, we we got other news too. We got some coaching news. We've got some hirings. We've got some vacancies yet to fill. We've got. And we got some fun too, so so stick around, folks. Let's let's, let's have some fun tonight on tonight's show. But before we do that, we just want to remind you about our social channels, which are right down here: Twitter, Instagram, and well, I guess the barely used TikTok. Uh, no creds REQ, Facebook.com forward slash No creds REQ. On YouTube, it's YouTube.com forward uh, forward slash at No creds REQ. If you're watching on either Facebook or YouTube, smash that like button. Smash it good, but smash responsibly. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. And the podcast side, if you're listening on the podcast side, subscribe to our podcast. Megaphone is our home base. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, iHeartRadio, wherever you podcast. And also rate and review. We might even read it on the air. And during the show, as always, we 
we appreciate and Dustin, I know you've been waiting all week to oh, hear this have. sound. So we want you to engage with the show. So that's right. If you're watching on live or in the replay, engage with us, leave comments during the show, after the show, during the replay. We want to hear from you. We want to yeah. hear from you. Leave comments, leave questions. We, you know, listen yes. to the dulcet tones of the harp. Let let them guide you. Yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dustin, championship weekend has, well, championship uh, Sunday has come and gone. Let's talk about the first game of the week of Sunday. That was the 49ers and the Eagles. I was kind of back and forth in this game uh, because I was I was catching up on the Royal Rumble. Uh, I watched oh, the nice. Royal Rumble match. It was very both the men's and the women's were very entertaining. The last match, the main event, uh, was actually also very entertaining because we got ourselves a bit of a a bit of a bit of a juicy storyline. But we're not talking. Oh. We're not here talking about that. We're here to talk about 49ers and Eagles. And Dustin, I want your thoughts as to what you as to. Uh, what you were thinking during this game? What, what's what's on your what was on your mind for this game? Well, initially, initially, I thought we both looked like geniuses because <laughs> what did the what did the Eagles do to Brock Purdy early? Hassan Reddick got up in his face. They pressured him. They brought the blitz. Oh, and then, wait, wait, wait. Well, Thomas. There it is. There it is. The, there I it hear is again. the thunder. He's in the distance. I can feel it <laughs> now. I and then secondly, I thought I was like, huh, I got something right because on that first drive of the game, the Eagles torched AJ Brown, absolutely torched one of the 49er corners for that first score, and the Eagles scored quickly. Um, I have written in my handy dandy notebook, ballsy by Sirianni to go for it there, but it, it mm -hmm. just goes to show the 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 stakes were high, both teams knew it. And, um, you know, initially I'm like, oh, man, Ryan and I are both calling this game. The Eagles wide receivers are beating the, the, the 49ers corners. Everything is going as we thought it would. And um, this is going to be a heck of a game. So, so I, not only was it Reisterdamus, but Dusterdamus. Yeah, yeah. A much, was also an effect. A much more rare We're going to kill this bit. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> We're going to kill this bit. <laughs> a much more rare effect of the Dusterdamus. Now, if Baker Mayfield had actually made the playoffs with the Panthers, Dusterdamus would have been just an absolute unstoppable force. But yeah. <laughs> Dusterdamus was derailed after week one of the season. Um, but. At that point, I'm thinking this game is going exactly how I thought it would. The 49ers corners are not going to be able to keep up with the Philly wide receivers. The Philly mm -hmm. was using, at least to my eye, it was almost like they were using the pass to set up the run on the early in this game. But then everything fell on its head. Um, this, this game was actually tough to finish. Philly looked like every bit the team we thought they would be. Their rushing attack actually did a great job against um, the number one 49er rush defense. And the 49ers had a lot of, I'll say, mental mistakes in this game due to the frustration of having Brock Purdy go down uh, with what we now know is a torn UCL in his elbow. Josh Johnson came in. He goes down with what I assume was a concussion, the way the hit looked. And 
So the 49ers had the very real possibility of Christian McCaffrey entering it at quarterback. Brock Purdy did come back <sighs> into the game, but he couldn't throw at all. And, and I, as a Seahawks fan, I have no love for the 49ers, but you just had to feel bad for them. They were like a boxer with both hands tied behind their back. They couldn't mm. they couldn't do anything. And the defense actually had an admirable admirable performance trying to hold them and keep them in this game. Christian McCaffrey is an absolute beast. He ran, he ran and got, got uh, their only touchdown, but this, this game was just kind of tough to watch. It didn't, it didn't go the way I wanted it to. We wanted great games and you have to wonder if Brock Purdy was actually in there. I still think Philly would have pulled this game out for all the reasons that we laid out in Friday's show, but I think it would have been much better. Yeah, I, uh, Brock Purdy got that same injury that Josh Allen took that against the Jets in week uh, week seven, week not a uh, week eight, week mm-hmm. eight, uh, when when Bryce Huff bent Josh Allen's elbow pretty elbow much bent. backwards. Yeah, and you could tell that there was an injury, uh, injury of of well, what could well hope thankfully it wasn't disastrous. I mean, because if 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 his UCL was more mangled, he'd be on. He'd be having Tommy John surgery, and next year's yeah. quarterback would be uncertain. Yeah, uh, it could be Trey Lance. It could, it could have been Trey Lance. Could have been. Yeah, uh, could be Trey Lance <laughs> or Josh Johnson for, for all we know. Yeah, and also, and also, we got to fix this 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 two quarterback situation. We can't have. We can't. We have to avoid a circumstance like we did on Sunday when Brock Purdy goes out. Then Josh Johnson goes out and Brock Purdy's forced to play the game because they don't have a third quarterback. You yeah. have to have a third quarterback in the roster. Otherwise, the game's going to be god awful. Yeah. Like this, this, this turned out be, to be. And I, I actually was tuning in. It was it was less than was a little bit more than two minutes left in the first half. And it was only 14 7 at that point. But the Eagles were driving. And then you see Tra- uh, Dre Greenlaw grab the face mask. Uh, whether it was on purpose or well, it was an accident, a bus has got 15 yard penalty or half distance to the goal. You knew at that point it was going to be game over if the Eagles scored and lo and behold, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a lot of, a lot of people have talked about, Oh, the 49ers, they lost their uh, composure. (laughs) Oh Um, gosh. But, but, you can't blame them. I mean, the frustration, they're, they're human beings. They, they feel like they, they must have felt like they were bringing, and I'm going to use an old, old tired analogy, but they, they had to feel like they were bringing a knife to a gunfight. I mean, mm-hmm. once their quarterback went down, defense can only do so much. And there's only so Kyle Shanahan, we've, we've, We've waxed poetic here on the show about what kind of coach he is. Everyone knows the caliber. He's a creative play. Um, he's a creative play designer, but and play caller rather. But when you don't have a, a half your offensive options, it was clear. It was clear Brock Purdy did one short pass, and it was clear that he could not throw. And Philadelphia, of course, knew that. And so what is what are the 49ers forced to do? McCaffrey up the middle, McCaffrey to the left, McCaffrey to the right. Oh, here's Debo Samuel in at running back. We're going to try an end around. We're going to maybe think about a flea flicker, but then not not do it. It it's they were really hampered. They were really hampered. So 
I asked those people that were criticizing the 49ers, if you were on the field and you were a defensive player in that situation, what would you, how would you react? Right. Right. And I'm not going to go into the officiating that's been beaten to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a bit on snowman in the morning, shout out to snowman who uh, says, Hey, Hey, in the chat. Um, I did a bit on snowman in the morning about how terrible the, the referee, the, some of the calls were and Pat. And also uh, they sent me a fine. Uh, oh, so, <laughs> I've been fined by the NFL for uh, talking crap about the referees, but they deserve that's it. A, but, that's a very formal uh, fine request by the NFL. I mean, yes, it's, it's very, it's, <laughs> very it's, official. It's signed by Goody Good. So <laughs> if you don't know who Goody Good is, well, now, you know, um, but there there were some calls they let the game get out of hand late in the game uh, trent williams Kayvon wallace yes. both ejected for for basically getting in a scruff if this was rugby all that rough play would have been quashed right away would have been quashed because I, I i watch rugby i watch rugby often when things start to get out of hand the referee takes control and these officials these officials did not take control no. in, the, in the fourth quarter of that game and now we've got Trent Williams possibly facing a suspension for the first game of the season. Kayvon Wallace is getting fined. I don't think he's going to be suspended for any for any of the Super Bowl at all. But he'll certainly get a fine for his for his actions. But there's also the instance of that missed dropped catch uh, by Devontae yes. Smith in the first quarter that actually was led to yes the, the touchdown. touchdown the first touchdown. Now I don't know what it is with. I mean that was on Kyle Shanahan why he didn't challenge it. Yeah, I know. why they didn't. Yeah. Maybe he got intimidated by the Philadelphia crowd who, I don't want to quote my uh, my cousin Matt here. Uh, he wrote, Philly fans would boo Jesus riding a unicorn down Broad Street, handing out million-dollar checks. That's, the rough, <laughs> that's how rough Philly fans can get in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. I think he might have gotten a little intimidated by that crowd because he, he knew if he, if he had requested a uh, a challenge they would have rioted right away yeah well and the thing is too um it was obvious even even i was sitting here and i'm like oh uh like i initially i was like oh great great catch what a call what a call to go for it but then i saw how fast philly was trying to hustle to the line and they they knew that he didn't catch it. Devonta Smith knew he didn't catch it. Everybody mm-hmm. was just moving real fast because they're trying to get to, they're trying to get to the line so they can get the next playoff. I was I was shocked. I thought for, for some for sure um, it's it's on Kyle Shanahan because he is the head coach. But they're also most if if memory serves, most NFL teams have staff whose job it is to review yep. each play and be like ch- and get it down to the head coach and say challenge that challenge that mm-hmm. and yep. uh so it's also on them too okay yeah that's for sure that's for sure but you gotta go uh you gotta go give you give your props give your congratulations to the philadelphia eagles mm-hmm. as they are uh as they're called uh sometimes by the eagles fans and they're on their way to glendale and it's going to be that's, that's I'm you know like I said on Friday I wouldn't be disappointed if any of these four teams yes made it to the Super Bowl and I'm not surprised Philadelphia I mean unless you're a you're a Commanders a Cowboys or a Giants fan but you got to give credit where credit's due yes 
they're in the Super Bowl. And yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. And they and they were, I think, in most people's minds, they were far and away the best team in the NFC, with the exception of the Niners. The Niners were there with them. Uh, but from wire to wire, the, the the Eagles never really faltered except when Jalen Hurts wasn't in there. Um, yeah. And and that's the re- and and this game for me was an eye opener. Um, you know, we watch a lot of football, but mm-hmm. a lot of times I watch red zone and I'm also focusing on my Seahawks. That's the team I keep the closest eye on. Hassan Reddick is a force. If he has yeah. half the game that he had in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are going to be in trouble because th- he was wrecking things from the get go in there. I have written down in my in my notebook so many times, Hassan Reddick pressured, Hassan Reddick sacked, Hassan Reddick caused a strip sack, Hassan <laughs> Reddick recovers fumble. Like he he's all over my notebook here. Yep, yep, <laughs> he's everywhere. Yeah. Well, we're going to take, before we go to a quick ad break from Invader Coffee, you just want to go to the comment section. Jeff S. Loyal viewer says hello to start the show. Snowman says, hey, hey. Jeff also says, and Jeff Stradamus, <laughs> call it 24. <laughs> Super Bowl scored 28-24. Philly over Casey last week. Still looking good. Yeah, he called that. He called both the, both the uh, Chiefs and the Eagles in this game. There we go. And he also says, shame that Purdy went out for sure, just as, just for the sake of a close game. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. that's, that's football for you. It is. All right. So we're going to take a quick break from our friends at Invader Coffee. Stand by. For more No Credentials Required. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra premium, veteran owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple the best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve. For your morning boost, 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BellyUp at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks. Invader Coffee, support the show. If you're watching on YouTube or watching on Facebook, our affiliate link is at the bottom of the uh, of the description. So support the show by ordering Invader Coffee. You can also save 15% off your order with promo code BellyUp at checkout. Uh, Dustin, have you got the new flavor yet? I have not. I have not. I've been assured that my order is close. And uh, I got a slip on my door today. I think I think this is on the post office because they said they attempted to deliver it. But for some reason, I got to read the slip and see what it says. <laughs> but Candidly, I do get a lot of packages here, so it might be something else. I might be getting my wires crossed, but I've been tracking my order, and I am eagerly awaiting this flavor while still enjoying some of my I, – I, I will confess I, I've been saving it. I still have an unopened bag of Bad Santa that I'm, I'm, I'm going to crack mm. into. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Yeah, you're seeing the spirit of Christmas for uh, for your uh, <laughs> for another time. I, I for the weekend. I get it. I totally I totally get it because unfortunately the bad sin is not around. They just took it off the shelf actually. Yeah, uh, yep. until next Christmas. But I I'm, I'm actually enjoying their their tiramisu, which I think it's that's really delightful. It's nice and it's got that nice tiramisu flavor, the amaretto. Mm. 
and the espresso. And I'm also uh, enjoying their chocolate lust, which is their limited edition Valentine's flavor. Uh, It has a bit of a hint hint of Belgian chocolate in the flavorings. But pro tip, if you're if you're enjoying the chocolate lust from Invader Coffee, drink it black. Get yourself a piece of uh, dark chocolate. Ooh. Then take a sip of coffee. You those notes come out really, really nicely. Oh, nice. A little accentuation, a pro tip. Absolutely. Pro tip from the hostess with the mostest. The host with the most. I'm sorry. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I didn't say how I identified, sir. <laughs> my apologies. My apologies. <laughs> but I can assure you, I am all man. And you will be all man too if you order yourself some invader coffee by using our show link. And use use code BellyUp at checkout to save fifteen percent off your order. And I I must say one quick thing on Invader Coffee. I find that the flavored coffees they're not overwhelming like some of them can no. be, and it's just the perfect amount. You know, Invader's mm-hmm. just top shelf all the way around. And you're supporting a veteran owned, uh, a veteran owned company. It's very important for. It's very very important. So let's move on to the AFC Championship Bengals at the Chiefs. This was this was the better of the two games, of course. I mean, naturally, uh, you got a blowout in the first game. You're thinking, all right, how is this game going to play out? And it turned out to be one of the best games of the season. And Dustin, again, I want to get your thoughts. I, I you know, this this game had a little bit of everything, and I thought the Chiefs were going to be come out of the gate. Uh, they had that risky fourth down play where they have that, yes. uh, that that pull to the right side, the bootleg to the right side, and the and Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey in the end zone. But Mahomes at times didn't look like he was doing too bad on his ankle. No, um, but they had some other issues. They had some they had some injuries on defense. I know Sneed went out with a head injury, uh, but they maintained their composure. They they got to Joe Burrow, which was very surprising. They got to him five times. They had four sacks yeah. in the first half. Yeah. And then we come to the last 30 seconds of the game. You lose, you leave way, way too much time on the Chiefs clock. You had that really bad penalty uh by the Bengals. That puts mm-hmm. which some have questioned. Yeah. Some have questioned, myself included, a little bit of a little bit of a doubt on whether yes. Patrick Mahomes flopped like lebron james to to get to draw that penalty but you know i, I this game was entertaining the the, the best mm-hmm. team the best team was going to win this game and the chiefs were the best team they led in possession they led in yardage they had they they, they were the better team this day and they went up winning the game so kudos to them they're going to glendale so dustin what's your uh, what's your thoughts on this game well, my takeaway, my takeaway for this for this game is there's another there's another Rystradamus uh, sighting, but this one, this one is from a few weeks ago. You, <laughs> you had kill this you, sound effect. <laughs> you had mentioned you had mentioned that Steve Spagnuolo's Chiefs defense was very opportunistic, and it's and that just continues to occur. It just continues to happen. When the Chiefs need a sack, they get a sack. Um, Chris Jones got some very timely sacks that they needed to mm-hmm. force the Bengals into a third and twenty-four. Which he's a, in- he's he's a dark horse defensive player of the year candidate. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, former Seahawk Frank Clark, he also gets some sacks every now and again when the Chiefs need him. They always seem to get an interception when they need it. That interception on uh, late in the game on Burrow, that was kind of a tip pass. That wasn't really on on uh, Joe Burrow. He might have thrown it a little too high. Uh, but this game, the two teams, I initially I, I said the Bengals the Bengals are not ready for this, and I and I was very surprised because the first half. This was a coming out party for Steve Spagnolo, and I gotta I gotta take my cap off to the man. I gotta give him his flowers because I, I think myself with a lot of people remember Steve Spagnolo with those Giants defenses. You know, the the couple of years where they beat the the they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and it yep, and they had they had some people on the defensive unit. They still had Strahan. They had uh they had Jason Pierre Paul at the time. He was a young player. They had I'm trying to think of who else they had. OCU Minora. I think he was big on their defensive line during that era. Steve Spagnuolo's defenses were great. Then he had a couple of he had a head coaching stop that went a little disastrous. And then he's been a defensive coordinator, but he hasn't he hasn't quite had the cachet, you know. You're always like, oh, you wonder. At least I did. I wondered myself. Steve Spagnola, is it is it just name value now? Is it just? Mm-hmm. I hate to invoke this name, but is it like, is it like Rob Ryan? People had these mix these myths about a Rob Ryan coach defense. His, his defenses were never his defenses were never good. Rob Ryan, at least Rex Ryan had some good defenses. Okay. Yep. Yep. Sorry. But, Sorry, yeah. Rex. I know, I know you're watching yeah. right now. You're a big fan yeah. of Prince Required. I apologize for putting your name in my mouth. Um, shout out, mouth. shout out, Rex. You might enjoy it if we put our foots in our mouth, though. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. <laughs> but, but Rob, Rob Ryan. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Ryan always had these like defenses that people are like, oh, Rob Ryan does a great job on defenses. And his defenses were like the Cleveland Browns, Dallas. They were some the Saints. Were, yeah, they were they were not good defenses for the most part. But Steve Spagnolo, I apologize. You have got this Kansas City defense. You're dialing up the blitz at the exact right times. It was rattling Burrow. The offensive line of the Bengals in the first half was looking like the offensive line from early in the season when they were a turnstile. Everything was going mm-hmm. awry for the Bengals. And then the second half happened, and I got to give the credit to the Bengals because they kind of settled in there a little bit, and they adjusted, and that offensive line figured it out. Um, Chris Jones did get the sacks late in the game. There was a couple blips, but the hat, it was much better. As you mentioned, Casey had five total sacks. Four of them were in the first half. So the Bengals kind of righted the ship a little bit. And then, uh, the chiefs at times looked out of sync. It was a classic seesaw matchup. Uh, there was a play where Mahomes came down kind of awkwardly on his ankle and put a lot of pressure on it. And you could see that he was a little, he was limping a little gingerly after that. Um, but, you know, the Bengals just started to get these penalties at these inopportune times. There was the, there was, I think it was, there was a penalty on Eli Apple after the Chiefs, uh, after the Bengals had come up with a critical uh, stop of the chiefs and it just extended, it extended the drive and, and the chiefs are good enough. You can't do that with them. 
And a little side note before I stop my rambling here, it it, it seems that Marque, Marquez Valdez Scantling had like the best game that I can remember of his career. Uh, he had 116 yards and a TD, so the Bengals weren't really slowing him down. But yeah, the Chiefs came out on top. The end of the game, like you said, went real sideways for the for the Bengals. You, you can't that penalty put the Chiefs right in the field position that they needed. Um, and and there what was, was a, up with that do over? Yes, that's it, what I was just about to say. I was going to say you that know was what's a, funny. I couldn't even I couldn't even figure it out. I DVR'd the game. And, and because I was over at, at dinner, so I knew I was going to miss a chunk of it. Mm-hmm. I rewound that, and I still couldn't figure out what happened. I don't know what happened with that. I, I mentioned this on Snowman's show yesterday. I said, this is the this is the, the fifth down. Eric Bieniemy yeah. was involved in the fifth down game in nineteen during the 1991 season for the yeah. Colorado Buffaloes. And here we are, over 30 years later, again! Fifth oh, down, man. he gets fifth down, and he's the OC of the Chiefs. Oh How? man, That's... How would this happen? Let me tell you something right now. Not only are you uh Rystradamus, but that's why you're the best in the business. You're coming up with these facts like this. You're coming. <laughs> that's that's amazing. <laughs> I, meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm confusing Sam White and Frank Wycheck on here. <laughs> Yeah, no, you guys, you you don't have the best to work with here. (laughs) Why check? Why potato, potato, tomato, tomato? Let's call the whole thing off. Oh man, but yeah, I I do have to ask though. I do have to ask this question because we've heard it all weekend. We've heard it all season. This officiating has been hot garbage. Yeah, yeah, it's. Do you it's, think it's do you think this is this was rigged? I don't think I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. Whenever somebody says the NFL is rigged and and you, I just feel like it's ridiculous. However, there are times like this where it makes you just that little thing in Watch the back yourself, of your head. Dustin. Watch <laughs> yourself. You get one of these. <laughs> I don't think it's rigged, but however, I do think, and in my opinion, the, the NFL previous to this ha- has done it the best way where the the NFL officiating crews, as the game gets bigger, the higher ranked officiating crews based on, you know, evaluations of the calls that they miss versus get right during the game. The, the crews that should be doing the biggest games end up doing the biggest games in the NFL, but yep. it's the, the best of the best of the best should be in these games. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not stuck like with, with baseball where you have like Angel Hernandez deciding a, a, a pivotal or Joe West. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Cowboy Joe West out there. Joe but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was befuddling to me because it looked like they couldn't even explain what was going on. They didn't have it's like it's like the Jerome the spirit of Jerome Boger's crew invaded these bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna bring them out because I was I mean we're not trying to take shots at Jerome Boger, but he people know. People, uh, people know. know. People know. <laughs> I don't think it was rigged, but there are some there are some plays sometimes that make you go, hmm. hmm. <laughs> you know? 
like CNC Music Factory, things that make it go. Hmm. Yeah, and even in the other in the other game, even though it was out of hand, when Sam Elliott punted that ball and it just looked odd, it just went out of bounds. Like, and everybody on the Eagles sideline pointed up and said, "There's a wire. It hit the wire." Really, are all the Eagles sideline going to at the same time be like, all right, guys, here's what's going to happen. If a really crappy punt happens in the game, we're just all going to point up at the same time and say there's a wire there. And then the officials come out and they're like, oh, it's inconclusive. We can't tell that the ball hit the wire. (laughs) They're like, don't look at that Superman. Look, it's a bird, it's a plane. (laughs) It's Skywire. Yeah. We're playing. They were playing the game in the trap. Nobody knew. Hey, at least it didn't drop down like they did in the Jets Bills. The first Jets Bills game, when they had to delay the game for eighteen minutes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my man. Goodness. Well, we got some more comments in the chat here. Uh, Jeff says, "I wish they hadn't called it, meaning that penalty that Mahomes that Mahomes yes. drew at the end, but suppose it was right. So mixed feelings. Yes. We got. So oh, we've we've got a new ad read, Dustin." Oh, all right. Actually, do you want to handle this one? Sure. All right, go for it. No Credentials Required is proudly brought to you by Deep Left Coffee Brew, the brew all the way from left field. Ayo, we'll we'll (laughs) need that for baseball season second. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jeff says callbacks are great. I especially like the Rex Ryan foot joke. (laughs) (laughs) And our boy Scott. Scott, he's watching. He's watching on Facebook. He says, "Say what you want about Mahomes. Has to tip your cap to him. He willed him to the Super Bowl on one leg. Yes, he was his his receiving core is a mass unit in the second half. Guys were dropping like flies. I mean, Scott Moore was one of his top options at the end of the game, and he had that uh, punt return that set them up nicely too. Them up with a great field position. Yeah, and he said he also says, "Great job, guys. Well, thanks, Scott. We appreciate your time tuning in and and uh, contributing." And uh, the other thing is, too, he did all of this while the Chiefs largely could not run the ball. You know, here I was on here. Another team could run the ball. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We we thought that Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon were going to be different difference makers in this game. And they weren't. And I was on here. Uh, I was on here on Friday saying how fast uh, Pacheco looked and everything. Both run games were held in check. But. You, you do. Scott's right. You got to tip your hat to uh, Mahomes. You know, people might be taking shots at him, but uh, he he deserves to be where he is. For sure. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And Six says uh, that was one of my favorite songs. Things to make you go, hmm, from 1991. Yep. That's one of those zenial bangers that just comes up every once in a while. You know? Oh, between, yeah. The people, the folks like me, born between seventy-seven and eighty-three, like both of us are Xenials. Oh yeah, we, we got we've got that cynicism of Gen X, but we got the tech savvy of millennials. That's why yes. we're Xenials. Yep, our micro generation. Our but micro it, but, generation. Yes. You know there are certain <laughs> there are certain songs that come on like if you're at a club or you're somewhere and a song comes on and that one's on the list, but it's like a Pavlovian response. Like we all, it's like a call. Our head snaps to one side and we're like. We got to get on the dance floor. Or we got to be singing along. The other one, right? the other one I'd say is no diggity. Whenever that comes on, oh, or, Black or, Street, yeah, or so good, 
or this so is how we good. do it by Montel Jordan, of yep. course. Which <laughs> side note, I was at the I was at the uh, the soup stroll with Scott this past this past weekend, and uh, in one of the venues where I was trying the soups, somebody was playing. Um, this is how we do it on the acoustic guitar. And let me tell nice. you, they were making it work. <laughs> oh, we got a couple more Zenials in the chat too. Uh, six, sick from 1982. Jeff, 1983. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Us micro generational guys. You know, <laughs> this is this is our stuff. Yeah. And I'm actually thinking about pl- doing a playlist called uh, called uh, called this week. It'll be all Zenial hits like from our era, from like night mid 90s to early 2000s yeah i'm just gonna call it bangers i hardly even knowers yeah <laughs> <laughs> a, a zenial mix <laughs> we'll do that well, that'll be good that'll get some hits man so we're gonna move on to nfl news we got some new coaches in denver and houston plus we've got some fun on the way so we're gonna take a quick ad break from uh from the uh from our friends at manscape for billy up sports so stick around for more no credentials required Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Whether you're brand new or already with us at Manscaped, you can use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels, the Platinum Package 4.0. This glorious package, you can align your entire hygiene routine all in one swoop. Inside the 10-part Platinum Package is everything you know and love about the Performance Package Plus, some shower goodies included to elevate your grooming game to platinum. You can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Don't forget to apply their aluminum-free Ultra Premium Deodorant. And don't worry, it's not pumpkin spice. It's a cologne-quality fragrance. Get the Platinum Package this fall. These products are guaranteed to be hits for your dangly bits. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped, clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunk's time to shine. Woo, that's right. Manscaped, use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at checkout. You get 20% off your order and free shipping. I've actually got... A, uh, I've got a beard. They, they've got a new beard trimmer that mm. I, uh, it's on the way. So I'm looking forward to getting that. Gonna make, my beard game's going to be uh, much, much. Uh, the beard game's going to change. Let's put it that way. Oh uh, boy, is required. So I'm looking forward to it. That's another reason to tune in. You know what we should do, Ryan? We should make it like make a change to your beard gradually. Like once, once a week for each show, the beard's a little different. So people tune in, they're like, Hey, (laughs) but you have to, you have to structure it so that like, eventually you get to the look that you want, you know, I'm not, why does he have handlebars? (laughs) (laughs) Brother. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see what we can do, but I'll, I'll definitely give a product review for sure because I'm looking forward to it. It just came out, actually, just I believe it came out just recently. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting my kit, and again, I'll do a product review, and we'll go from there. Well, I'll let you know how, how it works. So we had some breaking news this afternoon. Wow. We have new head coaches uh, going to be announced very, very soon in Denver and in Houston. Uh, the news first news came out in Houston, or actually Denver, excuse me. Uh, wide reports coming out that the Denver Broncos are going to hire Sean Payton, former Saints coach Sean Payton, as their head coach. They actually had to make a deal with the with the New Orleans Saints. They had to surrender their first round pick for next season and a second round pick next season for Payton and a 2024 fourth round pick. So Dustin, your immediate thoughts on this uh, on this uh, particular hiring? Uh, my first immediate thought is: Do the do the Broncos want to draft in 2023? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, as I, my question, as my first question too. <laughs> yeah, I I will say this though. I think that this could work. I I really. Sean Payton, we all know what kind of coach he is. We all know, we all know the story that he that he uh, what he accomplished in New New Orleans with Drew Brees at the time. Everybody was questioning whether Drew Drew Brees was going to be okay. Um, that marriage worked out very well for them for a lot of years, and I do think that Sean Payton the the how do I put this delicately? The last time that he was tied to a quarterback, uh, there were physical questions about the quarterback. There were questions about his shoulder. There were questions about, you know, would he be able to perform? And I think, and I'm saying this as one of the, I, I thank Russell Wilson for what he did in the city of Seattle. Um, he played unbelievably for us for a lot of years. But I will say this in Denver this year, granted, we're going to see how much of it was on Hackett now that he's not there. We're going to see how much of it was growing pains, Russ learning a new system, heading into uh, a new system. But I would argue that Russell Wilson at times this year looked like a quarterback who didn't know how to make decisions anymore, who didn't know how to improvise with the ball anymore. And he, to my eye, does not look like the – he's still mobile. He is mobile for sure, mm -hmm. but he is not – he does not have quite the legs that he had prior to a couple of injuries. And also, Russell is aging. But I will say, Drew Brees was – he's about the he's, – he's taller than Russell Wilson, but he was yeah. the start of the quote-unquote shorter quarterback – coming in and Sean Payton certainly made that work. And I do think that Denver has some talented pieces. They have um, at running back, they have the, the young rookie that, or the not rookie, but the, the second year player that was hurt. Um, they do have the wide receivers, Jerry Judy. He hasn't really shown the flashes of talent that a lot of people thought he would. There's been flashes, but he hasn't been quite the weapon. Um, Cortland Sutton, and we all know how Denver's defense played this yeah. year. So I think 
I think Sean Payton could go a long way in turning this around, especially if he can rebuild Russell Wilson's confidence because I think it's gone. But mm-hmm. you gave up a lot to get him, and you gave up a lot to get your quarterback last year. So you're kind of mortgaging your future. This has to work. No, I agree. I agree. It, it must. It has to work or else John, Den- John Denver. John Denver. <laughs> What's going to nosedive on that joke? Uh, John, John Elway is not going to be. Well, I mean, I think he's ownership, so it's not going to matter whether yeah. or not he gets he gets let go. But I, I mean, it's it could be a good marriage. Let's put it that way. I mean, it, the, the offense has to work somehow. Uh, I think Chase Edmonds is not your answer at running back. No. Um, you need to draft a running back, whether it be now. I don't know what their situation is for, uh, for the draft. They have no more first round picks. I don't know if their second round pick situation is where the second round pick situation is, but I have a feeling they're going to have to draft a running back similar to Alvin Kamara or, uh, or an Ingram or a, uh, uh, yeah. In, um, um, yeah. Ingram. Um, can't remember his first name. I mean, um, they, Mark, they Ingram, Mark Ingram. Okay. Like okay. he had with, with Drew Brees. So mm. you have to have a, a premier running back. Um, Melvin Gordon wasn't the answer. Chase Edmonds is not the answer. No. They do have Javante Williams, though, who unfortunately was hurt uh, during the early in the season. And and uh, I think he's a pretty talented back. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. But w- we'll have to see on that one. That's a wait. That's a wait and see. Right, running back, wide receiver. They're set. Quarterback. I think they're set. I think it was just a bad year uh, for. It was just a bad year for Russell Wilson. You're getting used to a new city. You're getting used to a system that did not work for you, and now you're gonna you're gonna get a court a coach who knows how to coach a quarterback, who has a quarterback friendly system. He's gonna. I think. He, I think Russell Wilson's gonna have a comeback. Have a nice bounce back year this year, in my estimation. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't like him because of his personality. He's kind of corny. Say what you will, but there's a reason why he's in the NFL. And it's yeah. not because he's losing or because he's a complete dork. It's yeah. because he knows how to win. But unfor- like I said, unfortunately, this is just a- the last two years have not been great for Russell Wilson. Yeah. I think he's going to have a comeback. I mean, here's Rice Stradamus saying it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, let's wait till September and into November. But I think Russell Wilson getting himself a quarterback friendly coach uh, who can, who knows how to work a system, who knows how to set up his quarterback for success. I think he's going to have a good year in 2023. Well, yeah. And also, Ryan, I can almost guarantee you that Coach Payton is actually going to have his players, his starters play at least a couple of snaps in preseason. Yes. <laughs> that was, Absolutely. That was ridiculous. That oh. was totally ridiculous. And and just to just to finish quickly on Russell Wilson, I know a lot of the, there are reasons why a lot of people relished in his failure. A lot of people were thrilled about it. But and I am one of the I am one of the people I think Pete Carroll should have at least been considered for coach of the year. Um mm-hmm. But those great Seahawks teams were not – everybody likes to say, well, he had Marshawn and he had the Legion of Boom. He had the defense. Mm-hmm. But all of those Seahawks fans would do well to remember. There were plenty of games where Russell Wilson came up with some magic late. 
You know, it, yeah. it's not all Pete Carroll. It's not all the defense. It wasn't all Marshawn. Just like it wasn't all Russell Wilson. It was a, 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 a merging of all of those factors. Yeah, it That's was a complete. It was. it was a complete crap storm this mm-hmm. year for the Broncos. Yes. Uh, so, you know, it, let's see what happens. It's. I think it's going to be a, a good match. Uh, it's like it's like it's like being on it's like being on a dating app. Oh, you're a good match. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a couple. We do have a couple of questions. Uh, they're actually directed at me, but actually a couple are directed at me. He uh, got sick, Diggy. He's uh, one of the good guys from from uh, Snowman in the Morning. He says, "How bad are you kicking yourself with the hack now in the coaching staff at your beloved Jets, or are you completely irate?" I'm. It's a mixed bag for me. It's a mixed bag for me. I we know what happened with Nathaniel Hackett this year. He was not a good head coach. And I've said this on this program many times. There are coaches who are great court who are very good coordinators, but they're not meant to be the guy. They're not meant to be the head coach. Mm-hmm. Paul uh, Nathaniel Hackett's one of them. So I think he can fix this Jets offense. It's going to be great if they can pick up a bonafide quarterback who can lead them to the promised land. I'm leaning towards David uh, to Derek Carr. I wouldn't be mad if they got Aaron Rodgers. The the salary cap is going to go up this year. It's going to be it's going to expand by I think 16 million dollars. So it's going to be 224.8 million dollars. Uh, the cap's gone up every year uh since the COVID year of 2020. So and he also sick also asked about uh, the situation regarding the Broncos salary cap. Well, again, every team is going to have a $16 million bump next year. That includes the Broncos. That includes the Jets. So in terms of Hackett, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm going to wait and see, I'm going to holding pattern uh, again, no pun intended because it's the Jets. Uh, but I'm curious to see how this, his, how he'll be, he'll fix this offense. He's gonna use Elijah Moore. He's gonna use uh he's gonna use Garrett Wilson more. Uh, don't forget Brees Hall's coming back next year. Yeah, he's not gonna be a hundred percent like he's not he's gonna have a, a I mean, I, I'm hoping he's a hundred percent in terms of his running ability, his breakaway speed, his toughness. And a Nathaniel Hackett run offense predicates itself on the run. You see Aaron, you saw what happened with with uh Green Bay. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers had back-to-back yeah. MVP seasons 2019 and 2020. A big part of that was having Aaron Jones in the backfield controlling the run, getting big plays in the run. So you get Brees Hall back, it's going to help your quarterback. It's going to take your pressure off the, take pressure off the quarterback, regardless of who's in the backfield mm-hmm. next year, or it be Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo or Lamar Jackson. I don't but I'm leaning more towards Derek Carr as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets next year. So I'm not mad that Nathaniel Hackett is is the new OC of the Jets. I'm actually happy that they picked up the Texans' former offensive line coach because his offensive lines were paving the way for for Derek Henry over the last five seasons. Oh, that's who I'm excited to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's who I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. But I'm also curious to see who they get as quarterbacks coach. Well, and it's also it it this could be this could be something that works really well for both both sides of this. Thanks for checking in. <laughs> and uh, you know, because it's it's clear Robert Sala needs an offensive mind to balance him out and to, mm-hmm. to help him, you know, to to guide him. And it and 
Nathaniel Hackett fell on his face in Denver, um, and he needs a place where he can go and kind of rehabilitate. I mean, what better launching pad, especially now I'm going a little, I'm going a little, I'm going out on a branch here, but say the Jets, say the Jets don't bring anybody in at quarterback. I don't think that this is going to, this is going to happen, but say they don't and say they decide we're going with Zach Wilson. And what will it do for Nathaniel Hackett's credibility if he somehow coaches even at this point, even a competent NFL offense with Zach Wilson at its helm, you know, that would do wonders to rebuild him as well. So yeah, this could work out very well. And you bring in a veteran quarterback who can quarterback this team the next two seasons, next three seasons. If especially, I, like I said, I would, I would like Derek Carr, my team. I think he's a good, he's a good leader. He went through all that adversity in 2021 with John Gruden and he led that team to the playoffs. He willed that team into the playoffs last year, this past year. It wasn't all on him. The defense gave a big leads in the second half. And I think if they had kept Rich Bisaccia as their head coach, they would have been in the playoffs this year. They would have been a wild card team. He did Again, a great job. He did an awesome job. And now he's Green Bay's uh he's he's Green Bay's special teams coach. So back to the drawing board for him. Um, but it, to have Zach Wilson sit behind a veteran quarterback for two, three seasons would do would do I think it would do wonder it would do a service for him. Mm. And the Jets acknowledged that as such in 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 the in the uh in the postseason. After as right after week seventeen, they said, "Yeah, we should have, you know, looking back in hindsight, we should have sat Zach for, we should we should have sat Zach Wilson for a season." So, yeah. Wow. At least you're admitting that. But, yeah. But enough about the Jets. We got to talk about this new hire in Houston, D'Amico Ryan's. He signs a six-year deal with the Houston Texans, former linebacker for the for the uh for the Houston Texans comes back home to coach the team he played for and i got to say this right off the bat i hope the McNairs don't treat him like they treated david Colley and like they treated lovey smith over yeah. the last two seasons yeah i, I hope that, i hope they at least let him try to build a team now the texans defense is okay i mean J- jared back in episode 100 mentioned that the Texans defense is a lot better than people give them give them credit for. Uh, the problem is with their was a lot of it was their offense. Their offensive line was bad. They had no receiving. They had virtually no receiving core out uh, outside of. Uh, um, I can't remember his name all of a sudden, but it, I, I could I couldn't remember. But they also had that running back uh, who played pretty well the last first couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden dropped yes. off the face. Of the yeah, earth. the young the young rookie running back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm also so, uh, Dame, Damon Pierce. I think was it. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So, uh, Dustin, what's your impression of the of the of the Texans hiring D'Amico D'Amico Ryan's? Well, um, I feel much the same way that you do. Uh, I I have been on record um, many times on this show in my relatively short tenure as as the as a part of it that David Culley was jobbed, and I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, Lovey Smith as well. I mean, 
you can't leave the cover cupboard bare and bring in a coach and and just expect them to to work wonders. And if they don't after one year, you're out. You know, yeah. it's it's usually not how the NFL works. So I hope that yeah. this that this coach, like you're saying, he gets a I'm hoping that D'Amico Ryans gets a a chance to stay there for a little bit, install a system, build something. And also, also, it can't be understated. D'Amico Ryans, he was a player not too long ago. So there are times when, especially younger players, if they know that uh, a coach played at one time and it wasn't back in, no disrespect to anybody, but it wasn't back in the 60s, it wasn't back in in the, the 70s or 80s, it was not too long ago. Um, they might they might relate to him more, and they might they might uh, have their ears a little more open to what he wants to say because he's been in their shoes just a yeah. short time ago, and he mm-hmm. clearly clearly he knows how to coach a defense. So I am hoping that that the Texans give him a fair amount of runway. Um, and I think this could work if he's given time. I think this could work. Yeah, uh, he's going to have a new quarterback to work with. I think they're definitely going to draft CJ Stroud or uh, Bryce Young. One of those two quarterbacks is going to be drafted by the Houston Texans because the Bears are sure as heck not going to draft a yeah. quarterback. They got their quarterback. Yeah. The problem is they don't have an offensive line to support him. And I was, and Brandon Cooks was the receiver I was yes. thinking about. Otherwise, I, I couldn't think of anybody else. Wisel uh, <laughs> Hefe chimes in. Josh Daniels is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Daniels is trash. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's going to get his own quarterback to start with. I'm kind of curious to see what kind of staffing is going to hire for offense. There are some good names out there. Some names out there that could uh, that could possibly fill the void uh hopefully some young coaches out there um they also in addition to a quarterback i think they also need to rebuild the offensive line yeah um, sure you've got yourself laramie tunsil but yeah, he's your he's, only, he's, a, he's a left tackle great with he's it yeah he's really it so uh, i'm just hoping that this is not just a ploy by the mcnair family just to say hey look at um, us we've hired uh, we followed the rooney rule we've hired three black coaches good for you Good yeah. for you. You're just you're just and it's gonna be taken out of context, but you're they're signaling they're signaling their virtue. Yeah. Oh you know what? You're you're this is a city that a couple years ago could have this team could have gone to the Super Bowl. This team could have gone to the Super Bowl had Bill O'Brien not decide to go crazy and try to be both general manager and coach. <laughs> And the whole Deshaun Watson situation, that disgusting oh, yeah. thing between, yes. and I think, I think a lot of it had to do with the owner. Yeah, Deshaun Watson had his tr- trouble on his part hiring, let's face it, Instagram models for to to give him a massage and then and then some. Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, McNair family digging up all that dirt on him, and did not look good. So yeah. I really hope D'Amico Ryan doesn't have any skeletons in his closet because McNair's will go out and they will try to find that turd on you and make you look like, a, like pardon my English, the shittiest person on the face of the planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're just, and you know what? You, you, you couldn't really segued any better for what I want to say about the next hire that we're going to, that we're going to talk oh, about. Yes. Um, you really, you really teed me up because I teased it 
I teased it uh, on Friday's episode. Mm-hmm. I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts Ooh. about a certain situation in Carolina, oh. but I'm going to, I'm going to let you take the lead and then I'm going to get in here and I might rant a little bit. Okay. So in Carolina, the Carolina Panthers have hired uh, the, the first quarterback in their franchise history and one Frank Reich, former Buffalo Bill, former New York jet too. He's also a New York jet for a season uh, uh, back in the the disastrous 90, I think it was a 94 season. He was the Jets quarterback, but he was a uh, Carolina's first ever uh, franchise quarterback. Um, this, this, he's got a mess to repair. Yeah. No, their defense. No, like Houston, Carolina's defense is a little underrated. Their offense is atrocious. Their yeah. offensive line can't, can't, they can run block, but they can't pass block. I think Sam Donald's pretty much going to be on his way out. They've got a good run. I'm wondering what he was going to do with this with this uh, running back tandem. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuba Hubbard and uh, Chuba Dante Hubbard Foreman. And right? Dante Foreman, yep. Yeah. Chuba Hubbard, Dante Foreman. Uh, DJ Moore, good receiver. Um, quarterback situations up in the air. <sighs> Offensive line is atrocious. It's a, it's a walking atrocity. I'm just kind of curious to see what he's going to do. Um, but Dustin, I want to hand it over to you. I know you got you're gonna go uh, you're gonna go on a little bit of a rant here, but um, what's your thoughts on this hiring? First of all, I, I want to preface this: nothing against Frank Reich, nothing against Frank Reich. But honestly, honestly, and I think Frank Reich's a good coach. I think he is a good coach. I think maybe maybe he had just. I don't know what happened in, in Indianapolis. Whenever you have Jim Irsay as an owner, anything is possible. Um, so, (laughs) but Frank Reich, I have nothing against him. The fit in Carolina could be good. Maybe they're, maybe they're bringing him in because they figure, okay, Frank's a former quarterback. He knows how to coach quarterbacks. Look what he did with Nick Foles. Uh, we're going to bring in, we're going to bring in uh, a young quarterback so that Frank Reich can develop them and teach them. And maybe he can rebuild, um, Sam Darnold a little bit outside shop. Maybe he can rebuild them a la Nick Foles, you know, um, in Philly or some of those cases where, where he was involved with back in the day. But with all that being said, this is not nothing against Frank Reich at all, but to have Steve Wilkes from what I understand, Mm. not even be considered for this head coaching job after the job that he did, it frustrates me because it makes us realize it makes me realize that the NFL is still in a place where they are hesitant to promote minority coaches and and also when they do the Rooney rule I I do believe in the NFL it has to be in place but there are too many teams that exploit it they either hire somebody from one for one year and they jettison them or they bring in some interviews and and I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to tread lightly here, but they bring in interviews where it is clear that those co- those coaches do not have the chance at the job. They are just being brought in to check a box. But yep. Steve Wilkes did an amazing job in Carolina after the chaos that he had to deal with. Matt Rule, Matt Rule, like things went so sideways with Matt rule and you had the Robbie Anderson debacle and you had the, 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 and you had everything. 
Steve Wilkes had this team winning games with 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 a former XFL quarterback at the helm. He he had DJ Moore was invincible for for games under Matt Rule's tenure. Steve Wilkes revived him. Steve Wilkes they traded away their best offensive weapon in Christian McCarthy, and Steve Wilkes kept running the ball and it kept working. The, he was doing and he and he clearly like. You could tell he had that team. That team bought into whatever he was saying. He had that team believing that they weren't going to get blown out every week. They weren't phoning it in to not even consider the man for this job. When he was in-house, he was there. It's an affront. It's terrible. It shows that the NFL still has a lot of work to do in spite of the Rooney Rule and everything that they've tried to put in. And the Rooney rule needs to be something more than just a box ticked. I don't know how we fix it, but it just goes to show that the NFL would rather hire somebody who's been around before rather than take a chance on an in-house person who was already there and was and knows the roster and was winning games when he shouldn't have been winning games. That's yeah. it. Amen. No, I agree. And, and I hope Steve Wilkes went up and winds up on the staff somewhere. I hope I hope actually hope he winds up in Houston as the defensive coordinator. For oh, game. yeah. I think he'll turn. He'll make that defense hum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll make them. He'll make them a an elite defense. I, I hope. I hope. Yeah. Well, and like I said, nothing against Frank Reich. I like Frank Reich. But yeah, uh, just a quick thought on that. It's ironic because the situation he leaves in Indy, it's kind of similar to this Carolina situation. You don't have much right now. And the reason that he got fired in Indy is, you know, Jonathan Taylor didn't really perform up to spec, but you didn't have a quarterback. Matt Ryan, we love him, but he didn't he didn't play the way that everybody thought he was going to play. And now you're going to another team that there's a big question mark at quarterback and it and uh the Colts were devoid of talent on defense, and the Carolina Panthers, they're also devoid of that. They they got some building to do. So he he left, he was he was released from one situation and he gets hired at a situation where I feel like they're kind of in a similar spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting offseason for these three teams. We do have two vacancies still out there, Arizona, still without a head coach. Cliff Kingsbury threw his uh, went to Thailand, threw his phone in the ocean, and uh, decided to shack up with his uh, Instagram model girlfriend for a good month or two. <laughs> and uh, Indianapolis is kind of in limbo right now. That I believe Jeff Saturday is the head coaching candidate. Why I don't know. Mm. I do have a bold prediction for Carolina. And here okay. we go, right? Rystradamus is back at it again. Here we go. I think Frank Reich brings in Carson Wentz as his quarterback for 2023. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Man. I mean, he clearly – he knows how to – he knows how to motivate Carson. He's done it before. But then but then, where does that leave the commanders? What do you think – what do you think they do? I think they sign – I think they're – either they keep Taylor uh, Taylor Heineke. Well, they'll the probably name uh, Taylor Heineke as their starting quarterback. They do have Sam Howell. He's their yeah. kind of quarterback in waiting. But I think they try to throw, uh, they try to give uh, Lamar Jackson a big contract. Okay. I think Lamar Jackson winds up one of two teams. I think he winds up in either Washington or he winds up in Tennessee. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. That could be interesting. Because because unlike 
Baltimore, who, who's a running game, who, who's their running games by committee. He has that one quarter. He has that one running back in Derrick Henry. He does. He's a major core. He's the major running back. You don't have to worry about having to carry the ball 800 times a game. Mm-hmm. You've got a guy who can already do that. And all you have to worry about is just being a pocket passer, develop your game there. Yeah. And, and learn how to be a, a pocket passer. You can, you can, you can, he's still young enough where he can change his game. Mm-hmm. So, Yes, scramble every salt. Scramble when you need to. Have a design run play when you need to. But I think he needs to develop his skills as a as a as a pocket passer. I think Tennessee's the way to go because of their they got a really solid offensive line. Save for Taylor Luan having that injury early in the season, he'll be back next year. Um, but you have a premier running back. You can carry the load, so to speak. And all you gotta do is worry about trying to protect the ball and be a pocket passer. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, and, and what better way for Frank Reich to put his fingerprint on the Carolina Panthers early than to bring in a quarterback that knows his system, especially if Carolina ends up picking up a young quarterback in the draft, Mm -hmm. he can use Carson Wentz and, you know, Carson Wentz as a bridge. Yeah. As a stopgap. And I hate to put it that way because Carson Wentz at one point, we all remember what he did that first season in Philly, and and he was the second pick overall, I believe, in the draft. Either that or the third quarterback. I can't remember which. I can't remember who was selected first, whether it was Wentz or uh, Goff, I think that was the year. But Carson Wentz has, has fallen, but Frank Reich knows how to work with him. He's done it before, so maybe this is a – Maybe this is another shot at kind of rebuilding his image for Carson Wentz too. I think it could work. Yep, yep. Or hey, Carolina might be a black, uh, might be a, a dark horse for uh, to pick up Jamar Jackson. We never know. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna be. A, I think it's gonna be a weird off season uh, for sure. Yeah. So we gotta move on quickly to our last topic of the night, and this topic is called the football team that will save Earth. Now I came across this tweet. This afternoon, I'm going to share it with y'all. This was a fun question from a user named at fake footballs. The 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 uh, name is a nerd named Andrew, and he asked this question. He says aliens have invaded and challenged Earth to a game of American football with the fate of humanity on the line. We've been granted tech that can bring back any player in NFL history in their prime. Who's your squad? Who's your coach? What system are you running? Save Earth. I thought this was a great topic of discussion, Dustin. So I think we got to go through our, just got to go through who we would pick as our, as our team. So at quarterback, at quarterback, I'm going to go with Steve Young. He's tough. Oh, okay. He can throw. He's a left-handed quarterback. He can throw. He's smart, smart as hell. Um, that's my quarterback. Who would be your quarterback? Okay. Well, first, I have to preface this that I <laughs> I misread it, and I thought you had to bring back any player. I was at work. I was reading too fast. But the first quarterback, and I, this might surprise some people because it's surprising me. I'm just going with what first came into my brain, Dan Marino. I think I, I think I bring mm. back Dan Marino. He's got that quick release. He can make he can make any throw. Um, 
I feel like I'm bringing back peak Dan Marino. Okay. Okay. Um, running back. I've got one of two guys. I, I'm, I'm you know, one running back Walter Payton. I'm okay. bringing back Walter Payton. There you go. That's a good, that's, that's a, that's a sweet pick right there. Hey, that's <laughs> what you did there. <laughs> yeah. I, this is the player that I texted you back in response when you first posed mm-hmm. this question to me. Barry Sanders to me is the pick. Barry Sanders. Now my team, who knows how it's going to work, but Dan Marino, my reasoning with the quarterback is the quick release. He can make a lot of throws, but he also had a little bit of that improv in him. He had mm-hmm. the Brett, he had kind of that Brett, Brett Favre um, improvisational skill without all the picks. But my reasoning, Barry Sanders can make something out of nothing, and he did it, and he made people look foolish for so many years, and he made people look foolish when the Detroit Lions didn't really have much else around him for some years. Now they did have some weapons. They had the wide receivers. They had, you know, the Wayne Fontes, there were some good years there, but Barry Sanders, he would be my running back. All right. Fullback at fullback, Mike Allstott. Oh man. He was a wrecking ball. He was a wrecking ball. He was on my, so many of my fantasy squads. Oh, no, I got I got this is where my homer pick is going to come out. This is where my All homer right. pick is going to come out. I am picking Max Strong and Seahawk fans will know why I'm picking <laughs> Max Strong. He was he was very very good and a a big reason why Sean Alexander had the career that he did. Yes, everybody knows about Walter Jones. Everybody knows about Steve Hutchinson. But the other the other big part of that was Max Strong. Trust me. Look it up. Okay. Okay. All right. Wide receiver. Wide receiver one, Jerry Rice. Yes. I, I don't even – you don't even have to ask me the question. It's yes. <laughs> now, here's a tough part. Wide yeah. receiver two. Mm. For me, I'm saying the first name that comes to my mind, and I think this could all implode. I'm going Randy Moss. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Okay. All right. And for slot receiver, I'm going to say Wes Welker, slot receiver. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's a great That's a great pick. That I mean, it really is. I'm trying to think of some of the notable – slot receivers over the time but no i there were there are some players that i'm thinking of that would be in the slot but we're also on the outside of fair bunch side right. yeah i think wes welker is the pick here he he was shifty he was you know do you go with west west welker 2.0 and go julian edelman i mean maybe but i would say wes welker for sure that's a great pick all right tight end Oof. Okay. Tight end. I I gotta think because there's things, there's things. Uh, you know what? I gotta do it. And I'm showing my I'm showing my football age here. I'm showing I'm showing the period that I really started following football. <laughs> I'm going Tony Gonzalez. Okay. I'm going Solid Tony pick. Gonzalez. Solid pick. I'm going with Travis Kelsey. Okay. 
Yeah. So even though I've gotten some like old, we're both showing our era in a way. But yeah. I, Travis Kelsey is going to break all the records. All the he time will. Records. That is true, and I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't pick him. But I, I think we're going to do okay with Tony Gonzalez too. Both Chiefs. You both know, Chiefs. both Chiefs. Both Chiefs. Absolutely. Um, offensive line. Man, there's some good ones out there. Yes. Um. At center, I'm going with uh, Jimbo Covert. He protected Dan Marino in college. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Oh, man. Center. You're really catching me off guard. I can't even think. I can't even think of some centers. Jeff, Jeff Saturday? Yeah, no, I am not picking Jeff Saturday. I know. How's <laughs> your center? Not your head coach. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, he, he did a lot for Peyton Manning. That's for sure. And then, you know, he was brought into Green Bay center. Man. I'm really drawing a blank here. I am really, I'm really just stepping right on it. I cannot, I cannot think. So I guess by default, I have to go with Jeff Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have gone with uh, Jimbo Covert too, but yeah. 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 But I can't, I can't always uh, just be like, oh yeah, great pick. I can't do, you know, I can't do that. So at left guard, let's see, left guard. Actually, left tackle. Yes, left tackle. left tackle. Oh, I have my pick for left tackle. This was one. Okay. This was one that I knew. Walter Jones, easy. Okay. Easy. He he was basically you could always run the ball to the left, and the quarterback really wasn't going to get sacked. It didn't matter who who was over there. Walter Jones was an absolute force. It's a crime that more people don't know who he was because he played on the Seahawks in some lean years. All right. So my left tackle, my left tackle is going to be, uh, let me see. It was Anthony Munoz left tackle. Oh yeah. I, I think maybe. Actually, I'm going to change my center. I'm going to change my center to Kevin Mawai. Oh yeah. What a, oh man. What a stud. Former Seahawk and former jet, obviously more known for former jet. I think he was a Seahawk at, at one point. I can't remember it. Now I, now I'm second guessing myself. I could be thinking <laughs> of somebody else. Okay. So at right tackle, I'm going to go with Orlando pace. Oh, that's a good, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, okay. Ryan, I have a question for you because I'm looking it up, trying to, what was Jonathan Ogden a right tackle? Let me see. I'm trying to find it here. Come on. Because, uh, yeah, this is where this is where my football knowledge is, is weak. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people you, yelling. You, you, you could have put, put him on either side. I think he played right tackle more. Okay. So Jonathan Ogden. Yep. He's my guy then. Okay. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I would say yeah, Anthony Munoz on the right side or, or the left side. Anthony Munoz. There you go. Now at guard, one of my guards is going to be, that's going to be, let's see, John. Oh, John Hanna from, I'm showing my age here. John Hanna uh, from the pa old Patriots teams. Okay. That's going to be one of my, that's going to be one of my guards. All right. I, 
this is this is where I'm going, but they did so well together. They did so well together during their run. I'm putting I'm putting Steve Hutchinson Steve Hutchinson at mm. guard. So I'm bringing back the 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 focal points of those Seahawk offensive lines, Walter Jones and Steve Hutchinson united again. And I, the other guard going to have Larry Allen. Oh, that's a great I'm going with that. That's a great right. pick. There's so many that there's there's people whose names I knew and then you know you don't think of it and then when you say it you're like yep that's yep. he's yeah yep. the old the old Cowboys guard Larry Allen one yeah of those greatest. Cowboys offensive lines he Ooh. anchored that line man yeah. all right so assuming we're playing a four three defense and I will play a four three um, defensive tackles I'm gonna go with Reggie White yes you have to go Reggie White. And Aaron Donald. Oh wow! Yeah, that, yeah. You know what? I gotta, I gotta stamp it. You kind of got, you kind of got the, you got, you got somebody from the old era, and you got somebody from new. You know that? Yes, yes. Now, what about what about? Uh, or no, he was an end. He was an end. Never mind. Who? 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 I, w- I was thinking, like, do you who? go like Dwight who? Freeney or somebody like that with that with that spin? I was thinking of Edge, Lawrence Taylor, and Derek Thomas. Oh yeah, you know what? I'll I will section because I <laughs> well I said I said LT's I said to myself as soon as we switch the defense I said well LT's got to be on there he's got to be on there. Now, now Jeff is saying Bruce Smith Bruce and Smith. Reggie White. Yeah. I Bruce Smith is a was a great defensive end, but uh, well I, I was thinking more of interior. I uh, Reggie I thought Reggie White was more of an interior guy if I remember correctly, but I can't remember off the top of my head but yeah but i would have gone but i think reggie white also played no that was jerome brown who played yeah jerome brown yeah jerome brown uh they were they were together in philly weren't they i think yes jerome brown and reggie white yep 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 and uh, jerome brown unfortunately his life his uh his life cut short for that car accident Ooh. yes unfortunately yeah edge i would have uh, lawrence taylor and Derek thomas linebackers uh Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, what about? Uh, well, he was. Wow, I'm trying to think. What about Troy Palomalu? But he's a, he, he was a he safety, safety, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he a was a safety. Yeah. So uh, Ray Lewis, uh, Derek Brooks. Yeah, those Bucks defenses were fantastic. We I'm are showing to... our we are showing our football age with some of these. <laughs> And I'm thinking of a linebacker, another linebacker. So one of the better linebackers from back in the day. Let's see. Oh, I it's all these things. Let's see. What about uh? What about Junior Seau? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he yes. was a uh, he was a terror for sure. Oh, absolutely. Corners, Deion Sanders. Yep. Prime time. You love him or hate him. He's got he's got to be one of the picks yep. for sure. And I was thinking the other side. I was thinking. Uh, actually, let's redo the let's redo the defensive line. Interior defensive line. I would actually have Warren Sapp and Aaron Donald. Oh, okay. So All thanks, right. Sick Diggy. I appreciate that. War about Warren Sapp. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Warren Sapp and Aaron Donald plugging up that middle and at edge at edge, you'd have uh, Lawrence Taylor and Derek Thomas at yeah. tackle. I would have I would defensive tackle. Like if I needed a tackle who could try to stop the runner, get, get a timely sack, I would definitely put Reggie, uh, Reggie white. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to put the minister of defense. In Absolutely. There. All right. So at corners, we got Deion Sanders, trying to think of another one i was think i was thinking uh darrell revis yeah i was gonna say are you going revis Revis i was going with revis island but i don't want to i don't want to keep hug the entire time yeah but no i mean that's for me i mean i'm thinking of corners as well dion is the one that is universally known and he and he shut down i mean there's been some great corners there's been uh jonathan joseph he he was really good for you know, I'm just trying to think of some of these. Um, Marshawn Lattimore of the Saints, he's a very good corner mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. But I hate to say it because not a lot of people liked him, but he did back up his talk a lot of times, and he had a lot of interceptions. What about Richard Sherman? What about putting him Ooh, putting yeah. him somewhere? I mean, I know I sound like a Seahawk homer. I mean, I've, I've basically Seahawk homered half the offensive line, so whatever. And I got <laughs> – and I got Max Strong at 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 fullback, but I'm telling you, I feel I feel great about that. But for people that don't know, go out and look up some Max Strong highlights uh, after this show. Yeah, so I got Revis and Deion Sanders as her corners safeties. Safeties, I was thinking you know, Troy Polamalu yeah, one. Troy Ed Reed is Ed Reed is another. Oh, he was so rangy back there. He could do. Yeah. He could do so many things. Those Baltimore Ravens defenses. Oh yeah, that those are some good options here. Let's see. Uh, man, it's like a roll. This now, is this, now kicker, kicker. Oh man, Mike Vanderjack, no contest. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Justin Tucker. Yeah, yeah. Most accurate I, kicker in history. He's yeah, I mean he and he's kicked now an argument could certainly be made if we're talking uh, prime Adam Vinatieri. He ooh, could honorable, honorable mention for safety Ronnie Lott. Oh yeah, Ronnie uh, Lott. Once man. cut had his own finger cut finger off cut so he could off, play a game yeah, so he could play. <laughs> and where where are we putting, you know, we could put Singletary on these teams as well, Mike, Mike Singletary, Singletary, yep. Yeah, yep. there's as a there's so many there's so many players. Uh but yeah, this is a this was a great exercise. And, and at punter, oh, I got it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say this kind of as a joke, but I'm putting Sean Landetta up just because yes. he was around forever. He and was he, around forever. He, he was, was the USFL. Uh, yes, and he was punting. <laughs> he was punting like you're like. How is Sean Landetta still in the lead? And the thing is, he's like 40 years old. He's still punting well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, your uncle says Ray Guy. Oh, okay. All right. I was thinking either Ray Guy, now Sean Landetta, guy. or Reggie. R- and now, now, now here's a guy. <laughs> or uh, or um, let me think, who else was it? Was it Reggie Roby oh, as okay. the other punter? Uh, for special teams, Steve Tasker. Oh yeah, Steve Tasker. That hustle play. Mm-hmm. Everyone remembers that for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. And honorable mention at safety, uh, Kelso. 
Okay. And the bells with the extra, with the with the oh, with yeah. the with the hat. <laughs> <laughs> we have some brief suggestions in the chat too. Ken yeah. Norton Jr. is a linebacker. He oh, was yeah. uh, he was mentioned. Uh, Adam Vinatieri was mentioned. Yep, kicker, yeah. uh, Charles Woodson mentioned. Uh, let me think. Who else? Gronk as a tight end. Yeah, you could you could put Gronk in there for sure. He could do. A, he yeah, could do we a got bit some. We had some uh, pretty good. We had some pretty good players in there. So yeah, I mean, if the comment section or on our on our social media, give us your. I mean, this is just for starters. I mean, for depth, my goodness, depth we could go forever. But yeah, we only we got we we we've already gone over time. Mark, Bar- oh yeah, but you, uh, your uncle said Mark Bavaro tight end. He was one of the great tight ends, the silent assassin. <laughs> one of the great tight one of the great tight ends and not only Gi- in Giants history for sure for sure well and I was almost going with um Kellen Williams senior I want to be very careful Kellen, that Winslow I, you mean Winslow, Winslow? Winslow. yeah yes, Kellen, Kellen Winslow yeah Kellen Winslow senior I want to be senior. very careful mm-hmm. that I do not say junior there I was think I'm thankful he didn't say Jeremy Stevens oh yeah <laughs> no no I I don't even think Hope Solo would put him on her team we'll see no no <laughs> never never all right folks I think it's gonna I think this will wrap it up for this edition of no Christmas required we had some fun tonight talking talking champ, uh, conference championships we talked about the coaches we talked about this mutant team that we're putting together so Oh, wait, we got one question. Um, left, L- Ladanian Tomlinson is running back, needs to be third down back. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Because Ladanian Tomlinson was dangerous as, as a third down back. Yes, he was. All right. So we're going to wrap things up here. Don't forget our social channels Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. If you're watching on replay, if you're watching live, regardless, smash that like button, smash it good, but smash responsibly. We appreciate it. On the podcast side, Megaphone is our home base, but you also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play. Any uh, iHeartRadio, anywhere you podcast, rate and review, subscribe, leave a five-star rating. And if you leave a review, I might read it on the air. I actually have a comment here from our uh from our uh from Apple, from our Apple podcast side Ooh. from user. Oh no, it's just gonna be a bunch of numbers here. Yeah, it's it starts with C, then it goes to two six four eight close apostrophe and a bunch of other numbers. Mm-hmm. It says great stuff from the guys. One of the most must listen podcast must listen podcasts on the internet. So hey, Ooh, we're a must hey. we're a we're our must listen. Oh man, honored. We had, we had V Jankowitz saying great fun, great show, always a fun listen. Josh says Ryan and Dustin are the perfect duo. They have a great chemistry talking sports, but they also throw in their funny personalities with corny jokes that will keep you entertained and laughing. Oh, I got those. I got those for days. We got jokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got jokes. And as always, whether you're watching on replay or if you're watching live, live is better. Replay is great. We want your comments. Dustin, I got to play that sweet, sweet harp sound before we leave. One more time. Got to hear that soothing sound. And just a small programming note: we're not going to be live on Friday because there are no NFL games coming up. Uh, we're actually, and we're, we, I've actually got a, uh, 
we've got a hockey super stream coming up on thursday night at 8 p.m eastern on belly up sports youtube channel we're gonna have a, a super duper hockey live stream uh featuring guests from what a hockey uh their podcast world hockey report and we'll have jesse pierce from bar down brutes uh, bar down buttes excuse me the bar down buttes uh she covers the minnesota wild for the nhl She's going to be on our. She's going to be on our show. We'll also have uh, Josh Miller from Rising to the Occasion and Brent uh, Brent uh, uh, Brent uh, from fourteen twenty all the way out in Calgary. Uh, sorry, Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. So Ooh. there on our YouTube channel for YouTube for uh, or Billy Up Sports. Actually, they'll be on both Facebook and on YouTube. So tune in on Thursday night at four p uh, at eight p.m. Eastern time. Excuse me. No show on Thursday or Tuesday, excuse me. Uh, we're taking some time off, but on Friday, the tenth, we will have our Super Bowl preview. So tune in then. Uh, we'll have some guests. We'll have some rotating guests come in and out. Then we'll have our Tuesday reaction to the Super Bowl, and then we'll take some extended time off. We'll take a good two, maybe two week break, just to kind of recharge our batteries, talk about the show going forward, and. We'll come back with some brand new content the follow uh, two weeks after. So uh, we might be into we could be into March by then. February goes in a blink. So yes, it does. Yeah. So uh, we we're gonna have some stuff ahead. But in the meantime, thank you for watching or listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Billy Up Sports in association for God, with Godzilla Media in the Capital Region. For Dustin Henry, my broadcast partner, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thank you again for watching or listening, and we'll talk to you again next Friday. I think next Friday <laughs> for <laughs> our uh, for our Super Bowl preview. So tune in then, and we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. <laughs>